0: Okay, Shavuot everybody. Uh, to braving the weather to get into uh, Yerushalayim uh, and join us. This afternoon, <coughs> Bezrat Hashem, together with the rest of the world leaders that are all uh, joining us. Um, our topic for today is kosher meat, uh, specifically the glat, or in Hebrew, the chalak controversy. We're going to try and understand what that means to have glut meat. Uh, or non glut meat Um, We'll also deal with the liver, how to kosher liver and finally or kosher fish which for those people that are um, Advent travelers That might be one of the most uh, practical uh, Shiorim that one needs when one is uh, traveling. So let us begin We're going to start on page 187 regarding the issue of glut kosher. So as an introduction, the Torah tells us that it is a Torah violation to eat a nevela. What is a neveila? a nevela is a, we, we have a behemat tmea. A behemat tme'ah is a non-kosher animal. You can't eat a donkey and a horse. It's just not kosher. That's called the behemat tmea. Then you have what's called a nevela. What is a nevela? A novella is a kosher animal didn't get shechted correctly. You have a cow, healthy cow, but instead of shechting it, they shot it. So that animal is called the nevela. It's also a Torah violation of eating such an animal. Then we have a third uh, category, which is introduced in Shmot, source number one Shmot per kapet pasuk Van to A person should be, you should be holy people to me u basadeh treifah lo meat in the which is a treifah literally which is torn you shall not eat la kelev you shall give it to your dogs i learned out from Khazal i out that there's a, not only an animal that is a kosher animal that died incorrectly. I, without shchit is a problem. That's called a novella. But an animal that got injured in the field. Here specifically the pasuk is referring to a predator. A lion or, or whatever it is. Pounced on an animal. And caused it to notel It's basically injured to the point where it's going to die, we're not sure when it's going to die, but it's going to die in the near future. That is called a treyfa. There's a Torah violation of eating such an animal, even if one were to shecht it. An animal that was, even this animal, that was shechted correctly, is still considered a treyfa, and because it's considered a treyfa, it would be a a problem to eat it on a Torah violation. However, there's no prohibition of getting, um, getting benefit from such an animal you can sell it to to a, a guy no no problem so we're discussing we're discussing the glut meat that's the topic we're discussing glut glut kosher meat okay. trafers and 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 meat etc right so now says the Gemara as follows we have a halacha that Besides for... We know the Pasuk was referring to an animal that a predator pounced on it and now this animal is injured and because it's injured, it's called a treypha and it's basically on its... On it's, uh, it's going to die, right? And that animal is called a treypha and you cannot eat. However, there's a halachana <laughs> Moshe sinai. They're not just an animal that was pounced on by a predator, but certain defects in an animal, right? Certain defects... We assume that this animal, Notelamut, is basically on its way out and has got the status of a trafer. Now, it could be that there are 18 of these uh, defects. Let's call it 18. The Gemara lists how many there are, but let's stick with the number 18 for now. Okay? Now, the question is like this You want to shecht an animal. When you shecht an animal, are you obligated to check post uh, what's it called posthumously once the animal is uh, after it's you've uh, it open up the animal and check these 18 defects you know from the brain to the eyes to the to the innards to the stomach to the lungs etc etc go through all 18 defects check that none of them are happening in the in the uh, in this animal, and then it's a kosher animal, then it, it, it's proven that this animal wasn't a trefer. If we were to do that, probably we would all become vegetarians, because the price of meat will be like Bashamayim, because like by the time this meat gets to you after all going through all these checks, uh, it's basically, uh, you know, it will be so expensive. Chazal tell us that we don't need to check all of these. Why don't we need to check about these defects? Because we have a principle the in Masechet Chulin tells us, Masechet Chulin Yud Alef. right? Where do the sage just basically say that I don't need a check? The Zil Bataruba? You can go according to the majority. How do you know you can go according to the majority? It says, the Torah tells us you can go you follow always the majority says the Gemara, that's Ruba the Ittakaman. That's when I have a majority in front of me. That what does it mean a majority in front of me? In the room, I have a Sanhedrin. So we can take a majority vote. However, the Sanhedrin, Lokami that's not a question. When I have a possibility of clarifying a majority which is in front of me, it's simple. I don't even need a, a question. Kikami bailan, Rupert the later command. When do I know that I can rely on a majority, although it's not in front of me in the room? Yes.
1: So, a good, acceptable shrit for us is a certain ruling.
0: Yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see whether a good shrit is okay.
1: Now, Glad is supposed to take is.
0: 18. No, no, no. The glut doesn't refer to the eighteen. We'll get to we'll get to glut in a moment. Yeah, I haven't got to glut yet. I Good.
1: believe yes. that the word glut is greatly misused.
0: That we'll discuss as well. It is very misused. GLUT is very specific to a certain defect, one of the eighteen defects that we're gonna discuss. And that's the only uh, real terminology of Galat. We'll see how it has been uh, become uh, colloquialized in an incorrect manner or maybe in a correct manner. And how it's misused. And how it's misused. So we'll we'll Bezrat Hashem get there. So now says the Gemara How do I know that I can rely on a principle of a majority even though they're not in front of me? What does that mean? Majority of animals do not have these defects. However, I don't have the majority of the animals in front of me in the slaughterhouse, right, they're in the fields, they're over here. So you can't prove from the law of majority of the Sanhedrin to the, that I can rely on the majority when I have this animal. Says the Gemara, you can prove it from the Torah. What do the Torah say? The Kohen Gadol has to take both of the goats, right? Both of the, um, the, the, what, the, the scapegoats run, and basically one of them is Shekhter as a caravan and the other one is thrown off the cliff. Now, did we do any checks to make sure that they're not uh, chafers? We didn't do any checks. How can we do that? Says the Gemara, you see from here, we rely on a majority. So from here we learn. That basically, although there are 18 defects that theoretically can turn an animal into a treifa, we don't have to check for them. Why? We rely on the majority. Majority of animals are healthy. However, here comes the big chumrah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, when when we rely on Chazakah uh, that, that are, when the animals are uh, have a chazaka that they're not treifa, they're alive. Uh, whether it's a din in a chazaka or majority, it's an interesting discussion. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, a good, it's a good point. The, 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 the truth is, here we'll see that the poskim actually inter, interchange that oh, interchange. it. Okay. okay. So now says, says the Rashi, Because of this principle, that majority of animals don't have these defects, we don't have to check. We rely on that they are healthy, we don't have to check. Kol yud chet Regarding all 18 of these defects. However, the defect called a puncture in the lung, Mishum de ba reuta, since it is very common, Badkinan, we have to check. What does that mean? One of the 18 defects that the Gemara mentions is that if a lung has a perforation, Right? If a lung has a hole in it, that is a defect that makes an animal a Now this defect, as opposed to all the other 17, is quite common. And since it is quite common, we cannot rely on a rov or chazaka and not do a bedika. We have to check the lung to make sure that it doesn't have this defect. And if it doesn't have this defect, then the animal is kosher and we're good to go. Yes.
1: If there is a break in the lung.
0: Oh, so we're going to get to now what's going to happen. Is with that kosher? No. If there is a perforation, if there is a hole in the lung, that animal, according to everybody, is a trafer, Is a treifer. And because it's a treifer, it's a defect, that whole animal is not kosher.
1: So it's not a question of glut.
0: Not a question of glut. If there is a hole in the lung, according to everybody, that animal is not kosher. It's a trade. Yeah. That you can you can still sell it. it? You, you can, can sell it to a guy. To it. It. You, can yeah. you can sell it. You can't eat it. You can get benefit eh? You can sell it to a non Jew, etc. However, here comes the whole complication regarding this thing. And in order to in order to understand, I'm going to just give a, a bit of a Hakodama and then we'll see it inside. If we see a hole in the lung, according to everybody, it's a trafer. No, no question. However, the Gemara says that there are, you don't see a hole. What you do see is you see like an adhesion, almost like a, a membrane, uh, uh, um, some type of uh, jelly-like membrane that is sitting on top of the lung. Now that membrane is a machloket between, is called a sircha, and it might be indicative that there was a hole in the lung, according to Rashi. That means that I cannot see a hole. If I see a hole, there's no question. This is a trachea. But now I see on the, on the surface of the lung, I see a, a, some type of jelly-like kind of adhesion uh, membrane, according to Rashi that membrane is indicative, indicative of what? There was a hole, and basically the liquids in the lung basically seeped out, and kind of almost, uh I'd, I'd use the phrase, it's almost like a scab. It's a scab, and the scab has closed it up, but it shows that there was a hole, and because there was a hole, we assume that it is a trachea. So therefore... As soon as you see this membranous uh, adhesion on the lung, you have to be concerned now that basically this is a sign that there was a hole and therefore it is a trafer. understands that this membranous um, uh, jelly-like kind of silka uh, um, is not indicative that there was a hole and this is now acting as a scare. He says these things happen um, all the time. However, says Tosfot. Now the lung is made up of different uh, different parts. There are five different. Call it um, lobes. Lobes. Thank you. Uh, you can see over here in the This the is Yes, the doctors, right? On page one hundred and ninety-one, there are five different lobes um, on the of the the animal lung. Now those lobes, says Tosfot. You can often have them, these like membranous uh, um, adhe- uh, adhesions. adhesions that are connecting the different lobes. Says Toswot, it's not indicative that there was a hole. Says, how did these, uh, like a plastic band, right? Plastic band that's holding two lobes, connected to the two lobes. Says Toswot, what happens is, when the cow is moving, right? When the cow is moving, so this... this uh, um, the whole section of the, the lungs are swinging from, from side to side. And as it walks, right, you have this adhesion which is holding the two lobes together, basically expanding and contracting. At some point in time, it's going to break. The tension is going to be too great between the two lobes with this adhesion that is connecting the two and it's going to break. And when it breaks, it's going to tear. And it's going to pull some of, detach, let's say it's connected the left lobe and the right lobe. Let's say it detaches from the left lobe. But when it detaches from the left lobe, what's going to happen? It's going to remove part of the lobe. And it's going to cause a hole. According to Tosvot, it's not indicative that there was a hole. It's indicative that it's going to cause a hole. And therefore, according to Tosvot, it's a trap so that is a, just a machloket between Rashi and Tosafot. how to understand what is the problem with these adhesions, but both of them agree, when you see an adhesion on a lung, you're in trouble. Now, having given that background information, let's read the Gemara on uh, Masechet Khulin, uh, Daf Membav, source number six.
1: So let's go back yes. to the one thing that makes it black. Or
0: not no, we haven't discussed, we, we, we're still getting there. We're still getting there. Well, I'm going to discuss what Glatt is in a moment. I'm going to discuss what Glatt is in a moment. Up until now, we don't know what Glatt is. And, or, and when you
1: discuss that, what makes it Glatt? Yes. Tell us also if all the bads,
0: yeah well I'll discuss all the badats and the kashriyot as
1: well
0: that in the category okay yes of all the 18 Simanim, are these
1: things that are irreparable are these one-way things that can never get better or if they get better would they animal they become okay and
0: it, because it's yeah. halacha le- mi sina, even yeah. if all the veterans veterinarians in the world would tell us that there is no problem. This animal can live for the next 120 years yeah. in, in, in cow years, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. right? It wouldn't help because yeah. if it's got one of these 18 yeah. defects, it's a problem. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. There is a new um, a disease that a lot of cows suffer in North America and, and, and also in Israel, it's, it's quite, and that is that cows have a buildup of flatulence. That basically because they've changed the diet of the of the cows so now basically what happens is is that um there is such a, a, a pressure built and they can't get rid of the, 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 the gas in their in their stomachs so what do they do in the states they take a, they take a needle right and they basically puncture the the stomach and all the gas goes out right and that solves the problem What's the problem? It might cause mm-hmm. an animal to be a trafer. It depends where they poked it. Now, all the veterinarians will tell you you've done nothing wrong to the animal in terms of it's still going to be able to live uh, until 120 uh, cow years. <laughs> Halachically, it might be considered a trafer, depending on where they, where, they, yeah. where they did the, the, uh, the uh, what's the called it, the incision, where they put the needle. And that's a big problem in Halacha today, which is just an example of it. However, where would it be machmir? Where might we be machmir? We might be machmir if it's not one of these 18 defects. But a veterinarian says that this cow has got this disease, right? I don't know, it's got cancer, and it, it, it's not going to live another whatever. It could be that although it's not one of the 18 defects mentioned in the Gemara, it might be considered a treifer in any event. So it could be the we're going to take into account the veterinarian's opinion but not lakula not lakula if the veterinarian says this isn't a problem we don't care if the gemara said it's a problem it's a problem yeah so what we just learned or what i think you might be getting to is if this hole has got this lung has got a hole in it if it seals off somehow, it may be okay which means that the fact that it had a hole does not make it permanently uh, no, see, no, no no so no so no not not no 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 yeah. according to rashi the yeah. fact yeah. the fact that If there is an adhesion it proves that there was a hole and this is like a scab. yeah but says Rashi because it's a scab, it's indicative of the fact that it's that there was a hole and that is enough to make it into a Uh trifle Ah, you could say but now that it's got a scab it's 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 healthy makes no difference some explain the reason why it makes no difference is because if it's got a scab we are not experts enough to know that that's a scab that's going to hold or it's a scab that's not going to hold, right? Yeah. That's within the shit of Rashi. Okay. okay. But now let's... A very, a very important Gemara, which is the opinion of Rava. I'm a Rava. This is Gemara. Rava says like this. Remember, there were five loads, lobes, sorry, of the... Um, of Let's call it the cow animal. I don't know if all animals, they're five, but... The, at least in the cow. There are two big major lobes called the unim, and then there's the, the smaller loads uh, called the unim, right? Whatever. Not to get into the technicalities. It says Rabba, if lobe one and two are connected by this adhesion, you don't need a check. Why don't you need a check? Because it's straight. The mm-hmm. But when do I say that if the two, this adhesion is connecting the lobes, it's going to be a problem? When it's connected, not in its order. Aval But if it's in its order, then that is the way the animal grows. That means, if you can imagine, if you look at my hand like this, right? Imagine my hand is a uh, is the is the the, the lung. Or more correctly, you have to look at it almost like this. Now, if this lobe is connected to this lobe, my baby finger is connected to my second last finger, then the pressure, you know, that's considered casidrome. That's not a problem. But if the adhesion is connecting this finger to that finger, right? Like that, right? Then that's what the Gemara says. You don't even need to check. It's trade because it's locusidrome. Okay. Now, look at Rafi. Uh, yeah, let, let, let's write let's ra- ra- here and toss what we said outside so because of time I'm not going to read it inside but now comes along the very important response of the Rashta because basically what did we say? We said that if there is an adhesion now it depends where the adhesion is Nakhon, the Gemara seem to imply that there's certain parts in the language if you have an adhesion in those parts it's not a problem but if there's certain parts of adhesions in other parts of the lungs, there's nothing to do about it. Says on that, the Rashba, source number 9, this is the, the response of the Rashba, Shehla'od, This adhesion is found on a place which is a problematic place, Let's say between lobe 1 and 3. Can the shochet go and feel that adhesion with his fingers, just very gently? And if it melts, you know, within his fingers, then we'll say that isn't an adhesion. That's just some mucus. that, you know, there's a lot of mucus flying around there. So that's not the adhesions that we 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 were worried about. This was a question that was asked to the Rashba. Says the Rashba. This business of trying to feel these adhesions to see if they melt away in your fingers. You have to stay away from it. And we uh, shouted at, rebuked any of the Shachtim in our town who did such a thing. And if someone, if one of the shochtim does such a thing, that's it, he's fired. He, we, we take away his license. Cesar we've never heard of such a test written anywhere in the Gemara. Never seen such a thing. And he says, if you're just going on, you know, if you can, with your fingers, you could actually dissolve any part of the body. You could dissolve the actual lung itself if you push hard enough. So he said, what, what's the point? Last line, soft davar, al sad klau. Says Rashba, you can't be lenient on this. And he goes further, uh, anyone who does so, he's as if he's feeding Trefot to Am Yisrael and he's, he's, he's very sharp. And now comes the machloket this is the introduction to glut. Now we get into glut. What is glut? I'll say it outside and then we'll say it inside. Glut means that when I look in the, I look at the lung, I look on the surface of the lobes, I don't see any adhesions. It is glut. Glut means smooth. It means that there's nothing there. Then, that's a completely kosher animal. That's what we call glut kosher. Or in Hebrew, chalak. Now, comes along the Shulchan Aruch and says, as soon as there's any adhesions in the parts of the lung that are problematic, don't start doing any testing. If it's not smooth, not chalak, not glut, it's treif. touch but, but you can use it. You can sell it to a god, yes. You can sell it to a non-Jew, uh, yes. However, to eat it, that animal is treif. Now, what does Ramah say? The Ramah, let's read the Shochan Aruch inside and then we'll read the Ramah. Says the Shochan Aruch, you're a da, Any place in the lung where the adhesion is problematic, there's no distinction whether this adhesion is as thin as a hair, or it's as thick as my thumb. It makes no difference. And I do not, and not like those who start f- feeling it with their fingers to see if it melts away. However, if someone did so and it dissolved, then we say, it's kosher. but someone who does such a thing, this is a Shulchan Aruch, says if he is feeding treyfot to am Yisrael. now because of that sentence in the shulchan Aruch, which basically copied from the rashba right a person who does such a check you're like you're feeding someone a, a trifle animal and therefore psak of the shulchan Aruch, psak of the svarim is it's got to be completely smooth again in the places where you're not allowed to have adhesions there's certain places in the lungs where maybe there wasn't a problem to begin with
1: so glut is one of the 18
0: glut is that the uh, glut means smooth it means that the lung is completely smooth there were no adhesions right. and if there because if there is an adhesion it is a sign that it is there was a, a hole in the lung and that turns it into one of the 18 defects however However, now says the Ramah, now I want to give an introduction to this Ramah because uh, I find it fascinating. The Rama says in his dark emotion, the Ramah, there was a chumra of Chachmei Ashkenaz. Chachmei Ashkenaz had a chumra, and that chumra was that although the Gemara said that there's certain parts of the lung, that there are adhesions, it's not a problem, right? It's only in when it's like, Lobe 1 is connected to Lobe 3, that's when it's a problem. But when Lobe 1 and Lobe 2 were connected, the Gemara said, that was the normal way of growth, right? Chachmei Ashkenaz came along and said, we have to do a bedikah on all of the adhesions, i.e. even between the places where, where there was no question. What does it mean that there was no question? According to Chachmei Ashkenaz, Chachmei Ashkenaz just understood it means that if you check and it melts, then it's okay, but you have to check. So the Ramah, originally comes up with the Chumrah. And what's the Chumrah? The Chumrah is, we, Chachmei Ashkenaz say, you have to check the entire lung. All the adhesions, even in the places where, according to the Rashma and the Shulchan Aruch, you don't need to check. You have to check everywhere. And then, says the Ramah, but you have to check everywhere, but we're going to be make on how you check and how you make on your check he brings a minag that they used to check with their fingers I, what the rashma was screaming you can't do what the shulchanar said anyone who does so it's as if he's feeding mm-hmm. says the Rama. now let's read the ramah some are permit feeling it with one's fingers I, you see an adhesion on the lung some permit feeling it a real adhesion which is problematic even if you felt it the entire day it's not going to break and therefore that's a problematic um however if it dissolves it wasn't a sircha. so any place where you do feel it with your finger and it dissolves no problem we say this isn't an adhesion, this is what we'd call mucus or some type of whatever it is. Now look at the wording of the Ramah. Even though this is a big leniency, the this has become the minag of all of these Medinot. When he's talking about the Medinot, he's referring to Ashkenaz. He is in Krakow. This was the minhag of Ashkenazi Jewry. And one shouldn't rebuke them for it or, or make, um, make uh, right, uh, protest it. Since they do have what to rely on. Nevertheless, the person who is checking it he has to have a lot of yirat that he doesn't push too hard because he's only meant to push feel it very gently to, and if it dissolves because if he pushes too hard then what's the proof it might have been a proper lesion okay so now the question is like this now we understand what is the glut controversy according to the Shulchan Aruch the lung has to be completely smooth and if you have to start feeling around that's no good that's not good enough. It has to be Chalak. Once you have to start doing a feeling around, that's not called glut, and it's a problem. Says the Ramah, the Mina Gnashkanaz was to be Meiko, that we could rely on the Bedika, and the Bedika would basically, if you do the Bedika, it would remove, dissolve the adhesion. That proves that it's not an adhesion, and therefore, this is still considered a kosher uh, lung, a kosher animal, and there wasn't a deeper.
1: So let's
0: simplify. Yes. Every
1: choir gets five animals. Yes. He may find two that fit into the category of blood. Correct. He might find two that are not blood but kosher. Right. And he might find one
0: Which is a trifer.
1: That is tr-
0: Correct, that could be very very likely that what could be now. How, how what, when you go into the supermarket and you find uh badats, let's say the badats, what does it say? It says, badatz baked yourself, halak, or badats agudasa rabonim glut. What does that mean? That means that when they checked the lung, they didn't find any yeah. adhesions, it was completely smooth.
1: Are you saying?
0: That badatz is glad. Generally, every badatz, every badatz will ensure that it is glad. In general, it will be. But here there's a distinction between glad of badatz, bet yourself, and badatz of, call it Ashkenazi badatz. Why? We saw that the Ramah says, you can do this trick. But he wasn't, he called it a, 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 a kula gadola, right? And he wasn't so happy with it, right? He wasn't so happy with it. By the way, in his Darke Moshe, he says, How did we get to such a kula? He says, like, Where did this come from? He says, You know how it came about. Because Chachmei Ashkenaz were so makpid that they had to check even where. The Chachmei Svarat said, No, that's, those, those had heathens, you don't need to check. The Gemara didn't say you had to check regarding those, right? It only said in certain places you had to check. But Chachmei Ashkenaz took upon themselves a khumra to check everything. He says it was a Chumrah li kula. That khumra, basically they could never actually get a kosher animal. So they had to do a B'dika where they actually felt it to them. So it was a Chumrah li kula that basically led... Led itself to a leniency of checking, which the Rama himself is not happy about. However, he says that's the Minak. So now let me discuss the difference between a badatz bet yosef, what we call badatz halak bet yosef, and badatz in, for example, in the the OU, which they consider they need to be badatz. Okay, they they consider they need to be glad. What is the difference? There's a third category. There's a third category, and I, again, I'm not an expert in, in, uh, in lung checking, but basically there's a third category. Category number one is, you look at this lung, there's, it's absolutely smooth. Nothing to talk about. Glat, chalak, bet yourself, no problem. Category three is, the the adhesions, right? And you've got to do some, some bedikas, very gently with your finger. According to the Ramah, if you did that check, and the adhesion dissolved it's kosher it's definitely not considered blood it's kosher then there's a middle category and the middle category is there are certain adhesions that according to the ashkenazi tradition even if i did that it's not considered it's not considered that like i even did a badika i it's even less than that it's just like it's almost like uh, just smoothing it away almost like uh, Going like this to the thing. According to badats of most Ashkenazi badatsim, that will still be considered I That's not considered that I did a badika with my fingers. According to Chalak Bet Yosef, that would still be a problem. So some people are makpid to eat only Chalak Bet Yosef. They're generally svarim. Ashkenazim, you'll find two camps those that are lenient they say listen Minak Ashkenaz was to rely on the rama the Ramah said it's okay we don't have to worry about that right huh? mm-hmm. and then they also say no the rama said it almost almost he said it was a leniency so if you can be stringent you should be stringent however what stringency do you need you take the middle ground I.e., it doesn't have to be completely smooth even if but if you can just do a very very loose Check that isn't the check that the Ramah was, was, was not happy about, and that is why sometimes you'll find that people will not, even though it says glad, swearing Oh, it's glut, no, it's not halak bet yosef, right? And which is the, 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 the third category, okay? Lamaise. How do we pass it? Yeah, yes.
1: But another category is also badats, No, yes.
0: What do you mean, another category?
1: I mean, not glad in the exact.
0: Correct. Not the glad of Bet Yosef. Not the Svardi glad. The Ashkenazi glad. Both. Uh, for Ashkenazi, that is considered glad, and therefore, uh, and here you're going to have different uh, badatzim. To define what they still consider is is glatt i.e because now we've gone into this middle category that that's not considered a check so you'll have you'll have a difference of opinions between different uh, bate din. is that considered glatt or is that not considered glatt so for the ashkenazi that's inc-
1: certainly glatt is that yes but the other category
0: of Khalak bet Yosef might not be for every badatz. Correct. Yes. Every yes. uh, Only badatz bet yourself. Not every badatz is going to be machmir for the Khalak bet Yosef. It will be Mahmir for the middle category. Now the question is like this: um, How 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 do we how do we general Paskin? How do we generally Paskin So again, the truth is is that for svardim, rab. Uh, Rav Yosef is is super machmir. He says mapitom. The shulchanar Paskin, that basically anything that's not halach bet Yosef is a big problem. Now yeah, it's basically uh, a, a, almost considered strafe. It's almost considered strafe. He doesn't go so far as to say it's strafe, but he says mapitom that a, a, a safari would be permitted to eat such a, to such a meat for Ashkenazim. here yeah, it's a different kettle. According to the Ramah the The bottom line is you don't need to eat but that's i you can rely on the ramah those who want to be machmir, great but let's say you're in a place where you can't get but you can't get glad kosher meat here it's going to be a difference whether i'm sverdi ashkenazi if i'm Sfari, if you can't get glad kosher meat so go vegetarian Kilo what do you want according to Ashkenazi psak and again I'm talking about mainstream Ashkenazi psak there is a preference to have glut kosher meat however if it's not glut kosher you can't say that it's not kosher meat right it's it's permitted and therefore you're going to have in the Ashkenazi world an array of different people and they're they're giving them different opinions of how how machmeh they have to be to worry about glut and then taking into consideration how the the cost involved the um how readily available it is etc 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 okay so that is within so the world of glut kosher. yes
1: it should be the highest category of smooth
0: correct if it's glatt kosher now this is where the terminology has been misused because as we saw glatt is a specific is a specific humrah regarding meat but specifically regarding lungs so now you have a glatt kosher pizzeria but pizza glatt kosher pizza what does that mean right? but that's i repeat
1: again is a glatt or the
0: but is not generally Bet Yosef. But that's of a good and but that's is that is not necessarily uh, halak Bet Yosef. No, but is uh, considered glad for Ashkenazim. Can uh, there might be certain badatzim that took on the khumra's of? but I don't know as a rule that they do that one has to check that they would do that but again for Ashkenazim it's not so important because for Ashkenazim that basically would you know that's a that's like, like, like it's a super chumra you don't have to worry about that as soon as it's got the definition of Glat according to all the Badatzim of the Ashkenazim that should be okay but obviously you're going to have different opinions regarding that as well we Jews yeah not yeah. Badatz right so they would follow the Ramah or they, have, they follow... You start? have to check. I, I, I think any Rabbanut by definition is not halak. Is not, is not glad. But it would follow the Ramah. Yeah, There's it follows a, the Ramah. Ramah. The diet has to follow the Ramah. They either have to do a badika. If they find an, an, an adhesion, they have to badika. If they did the badika and, you know, it dissolved, then it's kosher. But it's not glut, It's not glut. Now, what you might find, and this is often in, in certain... Um, you're going to a restaurant. I'll go into a restaurant. They are not Mahadri, but they'll tell you, look, um, in terms of the meat, it's glut And they'll show you the meat is glut. But in terms of the other reasons to be mahmir in a restaurant, in terms of the, the vegetables, right, regarding truma and masses, so they'll tell you, look, in terms of the meat, it's glut. In terms of everything else, right. yeah, I'm not, yeah, we're not Mahadri because we don't buy gushkatif lettuce, for example. Right? So a person has to know what, what it is. Now, this is where the terminology has been misused. What do, a kosher pizza, right? So obviously the terminology of glut when it comes to dairy is just not shy completely. But you'll have a glut kosher pizzeria. What does that mean? It just means that glut has become a code name for a very high standard of kashrut, which also applies to anything. But it is a misuse of the term because glatt actually only refers to the lung. But now, I want to get to, to uh, ver- two very important halachalamaisa chalaks. Halachalamaisa, we said that animals, we don't have to worry about their, their defects. The only defect that we have to check is the defect of the lung, correct? And that's the thing. What about checking the lung of a chicken? So, the principle from the time of the Gemara was that why do we have to check a defect of the lung? Because as opposed to all the other defects, this defect was common. It was only common in animals. It was not common in poultry. Now comes the Shiler. The Shiler was as follows. In today's um, meat industry, they have found that defects of chickens are of more common than they were in the past. And due to this, the question is, do you now also have to check the lungs of chickens? Right? And this is a machloket between the different opinions. Some poskim hold that the rov is no longer a good rov, and therefore basically you have to be mahmir. And others say, listen, the Gemara never talked about it. Shukharach doesn't talk about you have to check a lung of a chicken, and therefore you don't have to check a lung of a chicken. Everyone agrees, though, that if you know that there is a defect, then if you know that there's a definite defect, you have to check. And if you know that there might be a defect, you also have to check. For example, you have a truck full of chickens that, um, what's called, tips over. So you, you have to check whether, you know, now those chickens, it's, you, can't, you don't really have a suffolk that they're all healthy. Out, they might have broken bones, etc., etc. And it's not simple anymore that those chickens are so so again, if you don't know that anything's wrong, you, can, you don't have to check. There's a question today because of the health of the chickens, you know, they, they force feed them. So because they force feed them, some say that basically their livers cannot, uh, cannot cope with the amount of food that they're pumping into them, which means by definition they might be, be considered a trafer. This is the humrah of the veterinarians, right? So that's the whole discussion whether chickens have to have also the status of glut, whether they have to be checked or not generally any that's um, hercher uh, also checks chickens depends what type of checking for example they now have a check where they basically um, slice open the thigh and see the thickness of the vein I don't know how that works but based on the thickness of the vein they can tell how healthy the chicken is Right, so, sometimes you'll see in a chicken that there's kind of an incision on the pulka. That incision was because someone took a, uh, did a test to see whatever the thickness of the veins or whatever it is. So, that's a whole discussion whether you need to worry about it. I'm not going to deal with liver just because do we don't have time. Sorry, what? Is that the problem with tendons of the chickens, the chickens' feet? There was also a problem with tendonitis could digit- be it could be that they're all, basically as soon as you have all of these diseases it could be that it could, it could, some him say okay you don't have a majority anymore you have to do Vedika okay. I'll say about the number of uh, chickens suffering from the lung issue that, that's risen but it's still in other words it's still a majority it's stunned, it's, it's gone from instead of 90% being completely fine it's gone from like to 60% is that? Is, that, is that I, don't I don't know the numbers, but yes. I'm saying, but that's that's what's happened. Is that what you're saying? Basically, when do you have to check in halacha? There's a, a, a great essay uh, at the end of um, at the end of one of these shiurim by Rav Avichai uh, Goodman um, on page two hundred and eighty-five, called "Understand the Miyotamatsui Principle." I'm not going to get into it now, um, but basically, Miyotamatsui means as follows. If you have a majority, you don't have to check. What does majority mean? If I have 51% of all animals are kosher, according to the Torah, I don't need to check. However, then the Gemara says if you have a miut, hamatsui, a common minority, you do have to check. What is the definition of a common minority? One opinion. The opinion of the Rivash is that it's quite close to a majority. Right? We're talking about you know 40% and onwards. So although it's a minority, but it's you know it's quite close. Most poskim say no ways. If that, if that certainly you would have to check. The Mishkanot of Yaakov says 10%. If there is a meal of 10% of these animals are uh, have these defects, now that is an obligation on you to check them. Some poskim say but anything less than 10% according to the Mishkanot Yaakov is not a problem. Rav Yashiev and Rav Osha Weiss said, uh, Rav Osho Weiss wrote a long shuva. He said that everyone who quotes Mishkanot Yaakov is misquoting the Mishkanot Yaakov. By the way, the, the 10% is uh, mentioned by Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach. Shlomo Zaman Orbach uh, talks about this amount. And it's not just regarding uh, this. It's regarding checking letters. It's regarding when or do you have to check? Uh, your vegetables for an infestation of, of bugs, according to Rav zalman if there's a 10% chance of finding the bugs, you have to check. If there's less than that, you don't have to check. Based on the Mishkanot Yaakov, Rav Osher Weiss says, uh, that it's not that, it's less than 10%. And he says, any amount, that basically if you find it, you wouldn't be, whoa, how did that get there? You have to check. That's called the meal That's what's the definition he doesn't give a he doesn't work with statistics he says chazal didn't work with percentage Hazal worked with to means Matsu, you that's, find that's it. Found, yeah. when when you find it you're not shocked now that could even be three percent four percent right you're not shocked okay it's not common but it happens right doctors in the room you know you you, you find a disease it's not common, but, but uh, you're not shocked that, uh, that it happens. That, according of usher advice, is considered a tamatsu, in which case you would have to check. And that's the discussion that we, are, um, we have to deal with. Let me just quickly do uh, fish. I'm going to skip the liver, but, um, and, and pretty much I'm going to say it outside because we don't really have time to, um, to, to, to discuss it. But basically the Mishnah tells me that if a, uh, if a fish has fins, right? and that is look at the rama the rama says as follows on source number 29 when are scales kosher scales the the scale is actually now I'm, i'm not a biologist i don't know the ins and outs of scales but apparently scales are basically connected to the skin but they can be removed without harming the surface of the skin. Says Rama, what are considered kosher scales? The Davkeshem Niklafim, that you can peel them off and the skin will remain intact. Peel it off with your hand or with, your, with a clay. If you cannot peel the, the, the scales off without basically ripping off the, the skin, that's not considered kosher scales. So you go to this fishery. It looks like it scales. It looks like a kosher fish. It tastes like well, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. the point is, is that you have to be you have to be able to do this test. Now, I'm I, you know, I've never done this, but apparently it's not that hard. Basically, if you go from the tail of the fish and you pull upwards the scales, if it starts coming off and it doesn't, uh, and uh, you know it doesn't affect the skin, it's a kosher fish. So all you need is you need to do that.
1: The case of fish the dead from the glut
0: and not glut lies in the skin in the skin correct correct well actually it's not a din in glut or done, it's a din in kosher or not kosher because if it doesn't have scales it's treif legame. that's a that's a that's a a, 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 a treif fish uh, legame. you cannot eat it it's not a humrah it's you you cannot eat it you cannot eat but when it, if it's got scales and you do this test, and apparently, I don't know, it's quite easy to do, then uh, no problem. What you have to be careful about is the knife and the, the, the chopping board, right? So the mahadrin, you should take your own knife and your own chopping board and let them clean it. If you cannot do that, me'ikaradin, um, if they clean the knife very well before, you can, you see that they clean the knife, right? and they basically scrape off also the... Um, the the chopping board one can be lenient regarding that as well but, preferably not but
1: i will them don't deal with the fish
0: correct you. they don't deal with fish this is that's a separate topic i regarding fish i know that's the 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 fishermen they deal with it because
1: you rely on the seller of fish
0: you're the well you don't need to rely on the seller of the fish you can see the scale I uh, you don't need to rely because remember according to Fish do not have to be shafted. They don't have to be killed in any way. You can, you know, however you want to kill the fish, you can kill it. Right? The only thing is you have to make sure that it's got scales. And how do you make sure? So what's the problem? The problem is if you deal with filleted pieces of fish. Fillet. Right? What? what? Fillet. Flayed, flayed. Fillet. Oh, filleted. Filleted. fillet Whatever it is. Basically you cannot see the, the scales anymore. So here it's a problem. You now you can't be rely on the, the, the guy who behind the counter, you know, th- th- we got to deal with that. Not every person is reliable. You can't just rely on the, the guy behind the counter to say, yeah, this is a tuna. Right? It's a problematic for, for, to rely on that. When can you rely when you can't rely? We'll discuss it in a, in a coming up here. It's not simple at all to rely on, on that. And then you would actually need a Hechla. But in places like Thailand, so it's a simple solution. Go to the actual fishery where they still have the scales on it and then you can solve the problem. Okay.